Stand by for the Terry Saul Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Terry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Soul Show, Soltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM, KSLM. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and I'm so glad that you joined us. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Today's going to be a rather interesting day because uh, we've invited in with us uh, the voices of Salem Radio. Doc Nelson, who we all know, you've been, God, you've worked every radio station this town, haven't you? Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> that knowing something. Charlie of Fox, uh, have yes. you worked every radio station this town? Uh, well. I talked to the owner of your station right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, after you're done, you can come here because you'll be working every radio station in town. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Charlie Fox, who's uh, yeah. afternoons over at KBZY across town there. And we're just going to talk about the radio and the old time radio. So, Doc, let's start with you. Uh, actually, I think you're the oldest in radio, aren't you? He, pro- probably, but Charlie's you... right right behind me. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You, you, you under the bus, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm older Exposed. than... You know, I, I, I'm a little older than Charlie. When did you start in radio? Um, officially, uh, kind of playing gopher, uh, about 1959, 1960. Uh, I used to head out and do a lot of the, the shows with the, the jocks uh, at KBZY uh, yeah. and hang around when they go out and do dances with the KBZY Sweethearts. You, you've heard yes. of the KBZY Sweethearts yeah. mm-hmm. and the Busy Bee Club and things of this nature. And then I kind of went into the Army for three years and then got out and uh, officially really went into radio at KMPX-FM in San Francisco. That was 1966. Okay, so when you started at KBZY, where was their station located? Uh, High Street. High Street? Yeah. Downtown. Downtown. And you told me they had like a big mirror or something? Yeah. The jocks would sit with uh, their back to the street, but it had a big mirror so that you could see what was behind you. So when the yeah. cars go by, the cars would, of course, honk because they went by and they'd say, hey, hi to the honk, honk, uh, you know, honk honkers or whatever they were. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was uh, that way for years and then they moved out of there. It was just above Hyder's Record Store okay. is what was below. And yeah. then they moved out to the South Commercial location which was uh, where they built the studios in 60... Do you remember they went, I Charlie, when they opened that? No, can't remember. They out there for a long remember. time though. Yeah, I, I got there in 69. Yeah. 68, late 68, early 69 and they, they were out there then. Yeah. I don't know if that fire downtown had, a, had anything to do with them moving out there. They had the... Yeah. Uh, you know, they did. And, of course, yeah. then they built the mall yeah. after that by the yeah. fire. And, of course, the police station was torn down, mm. uh, which was just a block away, right. City Hall. Charlie, when did you start in radio? Uh, late 1966. Where at? I started at uh, – I was at a um, – I was at home, and I had a, had a friend who worked at the student station at Oregon State University. Okay. And uh, he asked me to fill in for him uh, one night, and I went to uh, – that's KBVR, the student, yeah. student station down KBVR? there. KBVR? KBVR. Nah, Beaver. 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 Oregon right. State, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll fill in for you. So I went down there, and the next day I got a call from KFly. Somebody had heard me on the, on the radio. I don't know why they thought that I was <laughs> worthy of. <laughs> but they called me and offered me a nighttime job next day. Wow. And so I said, oh, okay, I'll come down. And then I started at KFly. Don't you, don't you guys remember that back in the day, if the program director ever came in and says, hey, I need somebody to fill in, I mean, we, we just jump at the chance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll uh, do it. Yeah. Yeah. My, I'll yeah. do it. My first job in San Francisco was midnight to six yeah. in the morning. 
at KMPX. Well, you started, you've been in it since what, 70 what? 75. And you started in, where? In San, Fran San Jose, and then I went to New Mexico. I know the way to San Jose. I do too. <laughs> went to Farmington, New Mexico, and I actually worked for um, KENN 1390 in Farmington, and then for one day, I worked at KHAP. Oh, that's got to be a story. Oh, geez. There was a country station, <laughs> and the, the owner says, I want to change my format to MOR. Remember that? Oh, middle, middle of the road. road. Oh, middle of the so road. So I'm yeah. playing Barbara Streisand the way we were. <laughs> oh, and the owner walks yeah. in there, and he takes the needle off of the middle, midway through the song. He says, we don't play rock and roll on this station. And I looked at him, <laughs> so I grabbed a part, and I threw a commercial in there, and he says, you're paying for that commercial that you just ran. And he goes, no, I don't think so. Unplug my headphones, and I walked out in the middle of the show. Oh, wow. wow. And he says, where are you going? And I go, back to my old station. <sighs> and I went back to the old station, and I walked in there, and I says, did you already hire someone for my midnight, or six to midnight? He goes, no, I knew you'd be back. <laughs> he okay. kept the spot open for yeah. you. Funny how this, <laughs> how this business is used as a stepping stone. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I was, it gets in your blood, as, as we all know, mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to walk away. I, I did. I walked away and got about as far away from radio as I could in uh, 2007 when I retired from KBZY mm -hmm. and spent eight, spent eight years with the sheriff's office. Now, you don't talk about something different. Right. <laughs> so, right. But, yeah, it draws you back. Yeah. It, it yeah. does draw you well, back. You, you've tried to retire a few times, and you keep getting pulled back I know, in. I know, and, uh, I know. So you've got to change your difficult. phone number. I, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. If I go back this time that they're talking about uh, uh, for uh, uh, the old cruising show, this will be my fourth time back at KBZY. <laughs> really? And I never owned that one. Really? <laughs> well, you're one up on me because I did this is my second time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the first time for you, Charlie, you, you, weren't, you weren't going by Charlie Fox. Uh, no. What, what name were you going by? Uh, Mike Shannon at that time. Now, how'd you come up with Mike Shannon? I did not come up with it. Uh, they came up with it. A PD that I worked with came up with it. Before. Uh -huh. That's happened to me two or three times. You get, you get used to a name, and then they'll say, uh, uh don't like that. Uh, try this one. <laughs> yeah, but how many? How many? And of course, you because of your last name of Saltamachia, gone to the Saul. We all seem to get away from using the actual name because, unfortunately, back in our days, there was phone books, and if right. you used your real name in a phone book, right. mm -hmm. you'd get the calls, and that's right. kind of a reason yeah. we'd kind of stop doing things like yeah. that. Were you up at Port? Did you go up to Kissin in Portland for a while? Uh, and K Pam, I yeah, K Pam, uh, Jeff Davis, mm -hmm. little Jeffy Davis. You remember him? I believe so. Little, yeah. Jeff little Jeffy <laughs> Davis was a little. He, he might have been. Sure, five. you probably just appreciate that right now. <laughs> he, I'm little and, Jeffy Davis. <laughs> unfortunately, that's what we used to call him. He's, he's dead now unfortunately okay. but he was a he, he left radio and became a police officer in mm. mcminnville mm. Wow. yeah and mm. he was on the road for several years before he uh heart attack unfortunately so took with him i went by let's see i was tony martin and then i was um lou saul and then i came terry saul mm -hmm. how many names have you had mm, gosh uh, five maybe really remember any of them mm, dave diamond dave shannon mike shannon uh Bowser McCloud. <laughs> Bowser, <laughs> Bowser McCloud. I like Dave I, Diamond. I, I, yeah, that's yeah. That, yeah, the How Diamond. About you? No, I've, uh, well, actually, uh, when I first left San Francisco and came back up here, I was coming back to work at KBZY. Uh, now, you can realize this is 1966, and the pay I was making in San Francisco was not the same pay you get I in Salem, Oregon. I bet it was. And when I got the job <laughs> offer at, at uh, KBZY, it was like 300 a, a month, and I was making eight in San Francisco. Yeah. 
So I left and said no, and I went to work for what the time was KGAY, which was the country mm. station. Been there because been they there. have, and that's now we're kicking. It's now called kicking, but it okay. was off of uh, Lancaster, uh, that uh, was owned by Ed Doherty and Senator Green and golly, I forget the last guy. Is that the fellow that was down in Sweet Home? Uh, I think, yeah, I think he did have a station. I can't in t- t- yeah. yeah, but anyway, so I went, I, I, I would turn the radio off basically before I would probably play country. <laughs> but yeah. they offered me more money, so I went to work for them. Uh, and there they called me G.O. G.O. Yeah, yeah, G.O. What did that stand for? Well, my real name go. is. Go. Yeah, go. <laughs> is, is George. Right. And, mm. and so they just took the initials, G.O. Said, so what did they call you in high school? They said, call me G.O. And he's old. That's what we'll use on the air. Well, when I did leave there, uh, when I left uh, the KGAY, uh, I got hired by KROW in Dallas, Oregon. Okay. Crow Radio, which is an old Texas where they had a thing. And probably one of my best friends ever in radio was H. David Allen. I don't know if you I ever remember met him. Yeah. yeah. What a voice he had. Oh, he, he had the pipes. Yeah. We lost Dave about five, six years ago, yeah. unfortunately. But anyway, uh, I went in and applied for a job. They were looking. And, and so Dave said, where you been? And I said, well, I did San Francisco. And I did so. And he says, oh, okay. There's the mic. Here are the records. Go for it. And he walked out of the studio. <laughs> yeah. And he left me. So I know you've done crazy things like this, Charlie, and probably you too, yeah. Terry. This, you know, But just threw me on. So I did about three songs uh, on the air. We walked out. And he came back and he says, you start tomorrow. Wow. So I stayed out at KROW for many years. Have you have you ever gotten into trouble on the air? Okay, I, I, I will tell you a story. Back in my early years, when I was young and stupider than normal, um, I would put on uh, MacArthur Park mm. because that's what we used to call a poop song. Yeah, head to, head to the yeah. <laughs> so I would El Paso, that on, and I was working midnight yeah. to six, and I put that on so I can go outside and run around the building to stay awake. Okay. Well, I ran around the building and the door slammed shut. <laughs> now, this is back in the yeah. days where we, we didn't have cell phones or, or anything. Or keys, oh, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> See, well, we had keys. They were just in the control room. Yeah. And so at this point, I remember running down about half a block to the Chevron station, called my uh, PD at home, and he says, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Why are you calling me? <laughs> I go, can you come down here? And he goes, why? Yeah. And I says, I locked myself out. And he says, what were you doing outside? Um... I was running, <laughs> so he shot down there, and he unlocked the door, and he says, my office, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, and he got in his car and left. And it's like, ouch. That ever happened to you guys get in trouble in the air? I don't recall it. Oh, I do. <laughs> I figured you would. I figured Doc Nelson would, well, what'd you do? I'm, I'm playing a record, and I, I honestly, to this day, probably can't remember what the record was, but I had a phone call, and the lady called up, and she says, I think that is a terrible song to play, rock and roll. I, right. again, I, don't, I said, I'm sorry, ma'am, it's in our playlist. I'm supposed to play it. Well, I want to talk to your boss. And I said, ma'am, I am the boss. And she says, well, then I want to talk to your manager. And I said, ma'am, I am the manager. This is when I was at KSLM. Yeah. And she says, well, that's just it. Then I want to talk to the owner. Here it comes. I said, ma'am, I am one of the owners. And she said, well, I said, well, ma'am, you have two choices. On your radio, you have two dials. One turns it on and off, and one changes the station. Use one. 
Now, see, you could oh. get away with that as <laughs> yeah. the owner. I, it's the only yeah. way yeah. I got yeah. away with try, it. <laughs> Charlie, try that tonight. When you yeah. here. You we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. So that, was the, that was the only time I think I ever got into any trouble. I, you know, I've had a few people use the language because right. I mm-hmm. used to wake people up at 4 o'clock in the morning and put them on the air. Mm-hmm. Did, it, they, did they know you were going to call? No. Oh, no, well, oh, no. In fact, uh, there's I was just, a rub right there. Yeah. I was just talking to Gary Cons, uh, the former Erwin County Commissioner, and I called him on his honeymoon oh, at 4.30 in the morning and put him on live. And I used to do things like, call, I would call anybody. <laughs> I would call the mayor. I don't care. You know, I'd give it a, give it a try. And only once did I ever have any trouble with it and I, I called it a former school meet of mine and called him up and said well it's your happy birthday bob it's nice i like to wake you up and get started early and everything and he's going along with it and i said you know who uh set you up and i said he said no i said your wife no he says yeah. to me and about yeah. that time i started recording all of those <laughs> other ones because you couldn't let that language fly in those yeah. days yeah that's bad but no i don't i don't know charlie you, you were up in the portland station never gotten any i don't think so you, you always minded your p's and q's yeah the things you, i you could tell a, you that happened i probably couldn't repeat them right now so. <laughs> <laughs> years ago when i was in, in denver i had to interview uh marilyn chambers she was in Porto oh, yeah. at the time oh, mm-hmm. okay and marilyn mm-hmm. she walks into the control room there and she sits down, and we're starting this interview, and it's going fine until she starts unbuttoning her blouse, and then it comes off. And I said, what, what are you doing? And she says, well, it's rather warm in here. <laughs> the middle of January in Denver, it's not warm. And she says, so I just thought I would uh, remove some clothing. And she's taken off all of her clothes. Well, we had a window similar to what we have in the control room here. And I looked over at the window there, and all the sales guys were all there. All the guys from the station were right there because Marilyn was... Taking yeah. off her clothes. Yeah. And they were all laughing. <laughs> they were laughing at me because I was like four shades of red. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? What do you exactly. Do? I w- yeah. In the old days, I would, Crow used to have a studio in Lancaster Mall. Mm-hmm. And I did afternoon drive uh, on from the studio at Lancaster Mall. And uh, one day, a young lady was uh, walking by, and she had this cute top on and walking by, and she'd... I'd say, hey, come on, you know, come on in, sit down, talk to the studio. No, she shook her head. She waited for me to open the mic, and about that time, she just unbuttoned her top, went right into the mirror, right, right at the big window, and just walked away. <laughs> so, yeah, we have crazy things that happen in this business. Oops. Yeah, there are all kinds yeah. of crazy Oops. stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, we need to take a short break. When we come back, more with today's special guest, Doc Nelson, Charlie Fox from KSLM. No, no. KBZY. He's KBZY. KBZY. I'm semi-retired. But you might be coming back. I, I could. Can we talk about that on the next break? Sure. All right. For, for what I know. What do you care, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Boy, they can fire me. <laughs> um, we're just getting warmed up. Back in a moment. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. Welcome back to the Terry Salt Weekend Show. We are talking with my buddies, Charlie Fox from KBZY, Doc Nelson. You might be back at KBZY. Is that, uh, is that the rumor I'm hearing? There's a rumor out that uh, I might go back and, and take my old cruising show, which was an oldies show that I used to do uh, at both KBZY and KSLM, uh, which is a four-hour kind of a request and do oldies. You can do 50s, it live? 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would, I would probably do this one live. Do you remember how? What? 
<laughs> that answered that question. Yeah. I don't know. It is. I'm finding out there's some people I'd love to have on the show. I just found a friend of mine, Gary Nealon, is back in town. Gary Nealon was the drummer for the Champs. Uh, yes. And he's ba- he's back in town. So I would like to do shows like that and kind of bring some of those guests, some of the old jocks that you you knew, Charlie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Byrne, who yes. was with K-Earth in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. I could get him and try to, you know, at least phone interviews. So mm-hmm. it would be kind of fun to do something like yeah, that. Sure. I, I miss me- meeting a lot of the entertainers that you and I have both worked with. All, mm-hmm. all three of us mm-hmm. have worked with. And, and we've worked with some pretty good-sized uh, entertainers. Some we talk about and some you're just glad you don't work with them anymore. Exactly. Right? Yes. Anybody any, come any, to mind? Yes, I have them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kelly Pickler. Yeah. American Idol oh. Kelly Pickler. I did Uh-oh. her intro there, and I was supposed to open for her, and Ed Doherty was handling the show there, and he says, get up on stage and go ahead and go. So I did my, uh, it was nine minutes is what I was supposed to do, and I looked at Doherty and go, stretch. And I said, <laughs> okay. So I kept going, did 15 minutes, looked at Doherty, stretch. And apparently Kelly Pickler wasn't ready to come out of her uh. dressing room yet. Um, so I just kept going and I started picking on people in the audience because I had run out of material. So I just figured, what am I going to do then? Then I looked over at Doherty. He goes, wrap it up. She's ready. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, she just wasn't the most friendly person to deal mm. with. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. But, uh, how about you? Uh, nicest or worst? Let's go with the worst. Cause I like talking about them. Oh, you hate to say bad things about people, you know, but we don't, uh, <laughs> Eddie money. Oh, Probably. I met him at Chinook Winds. He was really not. He hit on my wife, though. Uh, oh, that, she smells That real should good. have been a signal right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There uh, were a few he of was those. really arrogant uh, when we did a show with him. Uh, nicest person that I've met, probably Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby was oh, the nicest. Oh, and the range. Yeah. Bruce one, Hornsby's one in the range. One of the nicer guys yeah, yeah. that I, I met. Yeah, how about you? <sighs> Best? Yeah. Very simple. Say it with no problem. I've worked with a lot of them. I've gone right. from the Beatles right through Ray Charles and ever. Nobody has ever caught me tongue-tied except Annette Vunicello. Oh, really? She's I did a, a show I yeah. did a show with Annette and Frankie and I absolutely was starstruck the only time in my whole that? life. Why is that? Because I'd grown up with, with Annette, you know, watching the Mickey Mouse Club and I loved the ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she had a pair. And she did. Pair of ears. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, she was. She and probably Dolly Parton were my two favorite yeah. people I've worked with. Dolly, I, did, I was the MC of the State Fair for eleven years, thanks to Ed Doherty, God yeah. rest his soul. And I, I, one day we had done Dolly's show. Uh, she was doing a fundraiser for Willamette University, where her accountant was going to school. Anyway, but uh, we got through. We all go to a photo studio or photo shoot after the show, and I've got my arm around Dolly. And I, she's got this corset on. And I says, golly, Dolly, that has got to be uncomfortable, just like steel. And she just very calmly said, yep, the only way I can keep these puppies up. <laughs> so she's just like, she basically was was like, uh, like you see her. Speaking of, of puppies, didn't you have a rather interesting exchange with um, Tanya Tucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know we should talk about that one. <laughs> oh, no. Just Back refer to, to them as puppies. Yeah. Um, well, we were uh, doing a show, and she... She had just had her baby Presley, and Presley was about six months old. And I said, geez, Tanya, this has got to be really tough being out on the road. I know you've got your nanny with you, but it's got to really be tough doing a, a show when you just had had the baby. She said, yeah, but not as much so as uh, my boob job. What do you think? Uh, and she lifted the top And up. there oh, she oh, was. Oh. 
But anyway, oh, no. no, you know, and I say we, we go back, and I, I know you've worked with some pretty big stars mm-hmm. uh, too, Charlie. In all the years we've been into, and Terry too. I mean, you you opened for uh, in Vegas a couple of times, which neither Charlie and I have been on the stages of Vegas where you twenty one times. If we're in a count. was that was that twenty one times, times with Louis with Louis Anderson yeah. and and Osmonds. Yeah, the Osmonds uh, opened for Gordon Lightfoot. Um, you remember him? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if you went on tour with the Kingston Trio and with uh, Billy Four, <laughs> mm-hmm. Kingston. Trio. Excuse me for laughing. Kingston Trio, Bob Shane. Yes. Bob Shane yes. comes out. We're, I'm standing with the head of security for the Oregon State Fair. Okay. Okay. We're, and he's in plain clothes. He's not in uniform because he ran the security. After their rehearsal, up comes Bob Shane. He says, man, he says, I understand you guys some great grass here in Oregon. Where can I find some? <laughs> and the head of security looked at me, who was an officer. I mean, he's a, he was a deputy sheriff. They took his vacation and did the fair every right. year. And he says, I can't arrest the star. I'm gone. And he just <laughs> yeah. walked off. Yeah. You also owned KSLM. I was one of the four owners of KSLM for a while. Yeah. What year was that? <sighs> it, this was uh, in the early 90s, probably 92 to 94, 5, 95, something okay. like that. Yeah. How'd that come about? I had a friend uh, who called me up who was head of the IRS and says, you want to buy a radio station? <laughs> I said, hmm. I was working at KSLM by, at the time. And uh, I said, well, I don't know. Let me see what I can do. And I happened to get a hold of a couple of people. And I said, hey, you guys wouldn't be interested in owning a radio station, would you? Well, the land that it sat on up at the top of the West Salem Hills up by the water tower, right. mm-hmm. they would love, They wanted to get their hands on the property. They didn't care anything about radio, but mm-hmm. they did want that property. And so uh, we bought, went to the IRS, picked up the station. There it was. So we had four, four parts, four, four part ownership. And how long did you run that? I say about 92 to 95, I think, we sold it. You used to do mornings there, didn't you? I did morning. I did Of all the stations I worked with, except for San Francisco, I was almost always a morning drive person. Yeah. 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 Always did. But, yeah, we uh, they decided they wanted to sell the station, and I said no. And they said, how many votes do you have? And Whoops. the and that's just about how the station <laughs> went. And that, the th- three, three to one, and it was gone. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. How about you, Charlie? Did you ever have any any ambitions of, of owning a radio station? Well, I, no, I don't think so. It was all just smart man on yeah. air. You were always the yeah. smart one of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. nineteen fifty no nine, fifty two years ago. I'm sorry, uh, you were at Candlestick Park. Fifty two years ago. Oh, man, was it that long? Yes, mm. fifty two years ago, the Beatles split up after doing their last show at Candlestick Park, and you emceed it. How did that come about? I was emceeing with Jimmy Rogers the 1966 Teenage World's Fair at okay. the Cow Palace. Okay. And I had the stages. I mean, we had Jefferson Airplane before they became the Starship. Jimmy Rogers. I mean, there's all kinds of Bay Area people. Uh, Tony Dow was there from the Leave It to Beaver. And all of a sudden, I'm walking through the audience. Or did I come off? I was go home to change clothes because we were taping the show at night, and they wanted me in a suit. But anyway, this guy's walking around. You know what? I got to interrupt you. Okay. I'm just about out of time on this break. Stick around. We'll finish the story in just a moment. We are back. This is the Terry Saw Weekend Show, Salem's original radio station, and I am your host. Today we have Doc Nelson and my buddy Charlie Fox from KABZY. We're talking about you were at the uh, talking about MC and the Beatles. Finish that story up. Well, we were walking. We were walking. I was going to leave the the, stu- the uh, cow palace to go home and change. And there's this young guy walking around. I said, God, that looks like Ringo Starr. 
So I walk up because I'm, you know, I'm not shy. I said, hey, you are really lucky. I said, yeah, I know. And he pulls out this um, paper clipping and it said, a teenager uh, who was a lookalike to Ringo Starr. I go, oh, all right, okay. So he said, what's going on here? I said, well, we've got this, and I take this one. He said, I've never been to the here before. Can you show me around? Uh, no, I've really got to go home and, and change because i got a thing to do. He says, I'm really Ringo. He said, I go, yeah, right. He pulls out his <laughs> Liverpool driver's license, and it certainly was Richard Starkey. And it really? was Ringo Starr. Oh, oh. The only way they could get out and do things was the fact they'd go out alone, and you wouldn't mm -hmm. recognize. Like mm -hmm. in the movie uh, Hard Day's Night, he would yeah. put on the, the old rainy coat, walk around. Nobody knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And so we just got to start talking. I showed him San Francisco. He said, why don't you come to the concert tonight? So I'm there. KFRC is there, a bunch of them. And I could say, yeah, just, that's how it happened. I happened to be on the stage with them, but nobody could hear or well, do how anything. Did, how, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did you get on stage with... With the Beatles. Oh, he just introduced me to the promoter and says, hey, I want this guy here. And they said, okay. So I just went up there and just, I now, get in. The stage was a real small stage. The stage was actually on second base okay. uh, of Candlestick Park. It was a big flat platform. They just built a, a riser on it, which was, you know, how they do, the, do that. And so, no, it was just on stage. And so I was up there with the other jocks, and they were just talking about it. And I say, as we got through, that's where the comment that uh, George Harrison made. He said, I've had it. I'm no longer a Beatle. They just were so, they, they, you couldn't hear them. They were just so tired of doing shows that nobody could hear. Oh, and all of them. They're always drowned out. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, George Harrison, you know, they always were in suits. These guys were, he even showed up there with no socks. He had shoes on, but no socks. I mean, he just, this was the end. This, huh. this, they just were not happy. Put them in a uh, armored car. They left. I don't think the show was forty minutes long, maybe, and it was it. But the screaming I, I was heard terrible. That the the equipment was so bad. Oh, yeah. Um, that that was one of the reasons why they cut the show short. Uh, so. the guys were doing unhappy. Yeah, the boys were unhappy. They really. Did were. you know at that point that you know what? Mm. Hey, I just worked with the Beatles. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, even in this business, like I say, and I, I've worked with some big ones, but uh, of all the people, and Charlie, you know, and we're going to, I want to ask a question about uh, Jimmy Rogers from Camas, Washington, mm -hmm. uh, is the fact that when you work with these people, it doesn't, they're just entertainers, yeah. we're yeah. type thing. You know, that was, that was a big name. Mm -hmm. uh, only one I never really got to work with was Elvis. Yeah. I never, I mean, I worked, luckily, I've got to work with a lot of them, but he, I never got to work with. Did you ever see him in concert? No, never did. I saw him uh, did you? twice. Portland? Yes. Mm -hmm. 59 and 70. 71? I think 71 he was at the Cal... I mean, at the... Uh, the, uh, the old... Uh, the old armory, whatever. Memorial was, yeah, the Memorial Coliseum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's been dead for 44 years. If he was alive today, he would be 84 years young. And a producer, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still making lots of money. Yeah, for sure. So who, who are you going to ask him about? Uh, Jimmy. He was making a comment about Jimmy Rogers. Uh, he was from Camshin. Uh, just a little anecdote. I grew up in Camas. Oh, did Washington, you? Washington. And uh, he was in high school and babysat me when I was a tyke. I'll be. Yeah, and I, I didn't know it until my mom had told me about because she, she uh, knew his parents pretty well. Nice so, guy. Yeah. Really yeah. nice guy. Great entertainer. Mm -hmm. Sorry to what happened to him. Uh, that was that thing on the freeway where he got yeah. uh, mugged? Police. Happened. Police officer. Mm. And they got He got beat up by a police. And they won't mm. talk much about it, but mm. uh, hit him in the head. Mm. And, that's and he wasn't out the same after that. Never. Where, where was never. this at? Where'd that LA. Really? L.A. Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, sometime after he did Child of Clay, that song or something. Mm -hmm. That he, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, was, right, uh, yeah. Now he does, wow. he does appear once in a while, uh, but he kind of lip syncs and sings mm -hmm. along with his records. Mm -hmm. It's too bad. Who were his hits? Yeah. Honeycomb, Kiss is Sweeter Than Wine. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, Child of Clay, because that was uh, yeah, se- on. Secretly, mm-hmm. uh, never gonna, never can tell. Mm-hmm. To come carry. Are you really mine? Yeah, yeah. Are you really, really? Well, mine? you guys are old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you worked. I uh, say you, your, your uh, manager wasn't it, uh, Don Don uh, Junior. Don Junior. Donnie Osmond's yeah. son. And uh, I used to always tell him, I don't want to fly. And he goes, Well, how are you going to get around? I'll drive. <laughs> I need you in. Which it was. It was in Nebraska. I said I need you in Nebraska tomorrow. And I go. I better get on the road. That's a long ride. Remember, remember when we used to play records? Yes. Remember those records? Uh, you, do you guys still have the turntable in the control room at, at KBZY? Yes. Okay. One in the control room. One in the production room. All right. We had the one in the control room, and I was giving a, a tour to some Cub Scouts, and they, one kid kept looking at that. And he kept thinking. That's a big CD player you got there. <laughs> yeah. And I showed him a 45, and he goes, wow. And uh, do you remember when we had to, used to spin 45s? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cue them up. Cue them up. So you wouldn't get Terrible. a wow. Yeah. They're called yeah. a wow. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the air studio, or, I'm sorry, the, uh, it wasn't the production studio. There was a music room at KBZY. This is when they were down on South Commercial. Mm-hmm. It's my office. Just yeah. Full of, <laughs> full of records. Yeah. Yeah. And Huge I remember collection. a guy came walking in there one day, and he had a hard drive. He goes, can you make a copy of this for me? I said, sure, what's on it? And he says, uh, every song from 1955 on Billboard, and it was on this hard drive. And, I, of course, I went and talked to Roy Dittman, the owner at the time. And I says, let's go get a couple more of these hard drives. So we bought mm-hmm. two or three of them, and we made them on that hard mm-hmm. drive there. And we got rid of the entire record library because you didn't need it. Now, mm-hmm. they, they'd yeah. scratch, and oh, they, then they'd bounce. We, we had a program director. I'm not going to mention his name right now, but he took a Beatles album. No, it was a Rolling Stones album, and scratched, intentionally scratched one whole side of it because he did not want us playing any music from there. Oh. I've, I've uh, worked for a couple of guys who've done that too, and they just gouged yeah. the vinyl so yeah. it wouldn't play. Well, uh, you couldn't, yeah. Well, if you did, wait, it would either skip or yeah. big click on the on the. On and then the after, radio. after the records came and went, where'd we go to? Do you remember? Uh, was a cartridge? Carts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight, yeah. eight track carts uh-huh. that there was one song per cart. Yeah. And they uh-huh. were just stacked. I mean, yeah. at least yeah. 45. They were, they were yeah. stacked yeah. unless you got up in a hurry and knocked the stack over. <laughs> yeah. Which happens several <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. And you knock that stack over and it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Never started a record at the wrong speed anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Chipmunks. Oh, no. That's Elvis. No, that's, uh, who is that with that? Yeah. Voice ten octaves lower than it should be. <laughs> and then after the the carts, then we went to what the CDs, CDs mm-hmm. and then on to uh, now it's digital electronic everything software. And you guys, you guys are a music station. Or what do you what do you play over there? Is it all? It's all M- software. MP3s and stuff. Uh, and it's all well. It's all software, of yeah. course. Uh, now you have some... a you have a CD collection like I've never seen before. Uh, yeah, there's you, a few. A few. <laughs> How many do you think you have? Uh, I think uh, 3,200, 3,100. What do you do in your spare time? <laughs> if you need, if you if there comes a song that you need, if I, you do that show, I'll, I, come, come see get, me. I certainly will get a hold of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a friend that has it on thumb drive. He said last count was 6,230 wow. songs. songs on things, anything from 40 up through the 80s he's got. And you name it, that's 
yeah. guy by the name of Tim Ream. We call him TR, mm-hmm. terribly round. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's got quite. He's got. He lives in Bend. So, but yeah, that's good to know, Jerry. Because I I, most I of mine's going to be come off of CDs. I think uh, thirty thousand titles is my last. Wow! Wow! Count. There you go. But then there's some of the songs in there that you know didn't get played very often, very long anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of. I remember, I remember over KBC Y asking you for a particular song. Hey, Charlie, do you know where we can get this? Yeah, okay, you go in the other room, come back. Here it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Was there any, I'll ask you both this, was there any one song that just stuck with you through the years, through the radio stations? Uh, I'll give you an example. For mine, it was Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife. It was the first song that I ever played while working at KLOK. And then when I went to New Mexico, it was the first song and the last song. Uh, I went to Denver, the same thing. Went to KBZY and did the same thing. It was the very first song I ever played. And, and the last song that I ever played at KBZY was Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife. It just followed me. Did, did either one of you ever have something, a song that you just liked to play? Uh, I, yeah, I got a favorites. I got some favorites, but, uh, you know. What, what's that? Suspicion, Terry Stafford. Stafford? Yeah, sounded like Elvis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple. Uh, Elvis's version of it. Mm-hmm. I really, I enjoyed that. Too, but, I think uh, there are so many of them. I think you're in the biz. Yeah, yeah there's there, it is. You, you got to like movie mu- music, but there are some that are favorite. I have two. I have one uh, that I anytime I can get my hands on, I'll play, and that uh, is a song called "Today." by Randy Sparks and the new Christy Minstrels. Mm-hmm. Did a show with them in San Francisco. And the other one is The Vogues, Turn Around, Look at Me. Those are probably my two favorite songs. Why? Uh, they both have special meaning yeah. to me. Uh, the, the Turn Around, Look at Me was my late wife's, yeah. one of her favorite songs that she would that she liked. Um, and uh, today is just <laughs> my current wife's one of her, her favorite songs that she, that she likes. But uh, Randy was uh, just... The meaning uh, to the songs that both of them, uh, I just uh, I enjoy I enjoy music. So, what would either one of you have a, a good breakup song? I mean, especially at KBZY, you get requests. They say, you know what, mm-hmm. I just my old lady just dumped on me. Can you play a whatever song? What's a good breakup song? I think only I don't know about you, Lee. I, I you know I used to get requests when we do the the cruising show. Uh-huh. We'd get requests all the time, and you know you just like the older days when we were playing. Oh, this is from Ben to Susie, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. can can we whatever right. you do those things. I, I never really had, although I had an awfully strong leadership uh, <laughs> listenership from the Oregon State Penitentiary because they could send letters and you could do a request for them because they couldn't yeah. call in. So we would have a lot of requests. So what their meaning was, I. I don't know i got to go out and do got to do <laughs> i went out to the penitentiary a couple of times and did shows uh, well, for them that's but because but, you got caught and yeah. Yeah. out there that's another experience yeah. that you did going out there and being in the yeah. yard yeah, with them i was, was it but uh yeah uh, jerome brutus is one of the heavy listeners who uh was uh there he's passed away but he, he wasn't was in there for good reasons oh yeah yeah he was yeah. december uh, dismembered yeah. ladies and that mm-hmm. but uh, no i don't know if i had anything to call he was a feared individual at the penitentiary oh, he ran it. Yeah. Yeah, I have my next door neighbor. It was a guard there. Mousy looking guy and oh boy. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, quickly, I was standing in the yard and I'm being surrounded by inmates. And uh, there one question, one question here, one question. And they turned me around. I kept doing questions. And all of a sudden, this guy came up and says, my name's Critter. I said, hi, Critter. And he just looked at me and says, Jerry's friend. And all of a sudden, I was alone out there yeah so i think he was the librarian or something at one time brutus was he the librarian i don't know he the librarian's name was brutus (laughs) (laughs) brutus brutus Brutus. he uh, made he made me a key fob a leather key fob or he engraved on it uh the logo of the station Uh, there's stories yeah yeah there's stories terry 
But need, uh, uh, breakup we, songs, uh, you've lost that love and feeling comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, All right, we need to take a quick break. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. Back in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in five, four, Q-Terry, two, one, you're on. We are back with our final few minutes. Today's guest has been Doc Nelson and uh, Charlie Fox, and you just told me about radio promotions that have gone wrong. What are you talking about? Uh, where you run a promotion for the radio station, a contest or whatever, and uh, something inevitably goes goes wrong. You <laughs> like plan what? it out to the nth degree, and uh, oh boy. Like what? Well, uh, I was at a radio station uh, one time, and uh, we were giving away a car. Somebody had the wild idea of having a polar plunge type of a thing. And so... Uh, <laughs> so I laugh. Uh, so we, we got these uh, uh, little inflatable pools they were for kids, a little larger, and uh, somebody got the bright idea of filling them full of... Uh, uh, ice and water, and then it was a jello jump, I guess is what it was. And oh, so they no. filled, and, and uh, so they, they got all these tubs of uh, jello, uh, jello ready, and uh, all the contestants who had uh, won a spot in line to, to do it uh, got, in the, got in the jello. They put on the swim trunks and got in the jello, and time's going on, and time is going on, and, and people were slowly getting, I think there were 10 contestants and all, and came down to this guy and this girl, and they, and, uh, they wouldn't in for a long time, and this stuff had started to solidify. <laughs> <laughs> and get colder as the thing went on. And this guy finally gave up and, and got out and left the girl in there. And, and uh, people were rushing over and talking to the guy. And, and uh, were so sorry it didn't, couldn't take it any longer, blah, 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 blah. But nobody was t- paying attention to the girl in the tub. And all of a sudden we turned around and his, this girl is turning blue and, and starting to shake and shiver. And uh, they helped her out of the tub. And luckily there was a doctor there because she was going into uh, hypothermia. Hypothermia? Oh, yeah, wow. and she was Yeah, and she was she was shaken and uh, she came out of it okay and uh, she won the car but it was almost a disaster and I remember this salesman uh, came running out and uh, Herb Tarlick. <laughs> he, he, he's waving this paper and it was really embarrassing because there's a couple of hundred listeners there and he's saying she can't sue us she can't sue us She's, she signed the paper <laughs> so as if that would made a difference to her she was oh man she was turning blue and mm. but it was almost wasn't a disaster the turning blue it was her <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was bad. Either one of you ever get threatened on the air? I, I got threatened one time when I was at KBZY. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was doing the afternoon drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing. I was playing a song, and it was right after Timothy McVeigh did the bombing in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And the guy called up and he says, "Don't play that song. I, I, that song has bad memories for me." I said, "Well, it's." Like you said, it's on our playlist. I got to play it. He says, "Well, then, don't be surprised if there's a U-Haul truck in your parking lot tonight." And I thought, "Well, that's." Good. And I remember I had an intern, and I remember tossing him the keys. He go, "Hey, go in my car for me." <laughs> oh, oh, okay. And I'm listening. There's no big bang, so I figured, okay, we're all right. Mm-hmm. You guys ever get threatened on the air? You? No, no. I was I was never threatened. Uh, um, very fortunately, that uh, that I can re- recall. But uh, no, uh, that's not it. How about you, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. I was. Something you can talk time. about? I can. I was uh, doing a midday show, and uh, this uh, woman would uh, call quite often and request songs and uh, play Misty for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah, <laughs> but it was her husband that caused the problem. He came. Uh, he called up and accused me of. Uh, something or other and i said i no i've never met your wife or anything which was that that's true but he threatened to uh exterminate me <laughs> yeah uh, shot, uh sh- sh- take a shot at me died down eventually but uh while it was going on my roommate who was on the radio station at the same time
time. He was nervous, and he went, "We got to, we got to get your gun. We got to get, you, we got to protect you." So, so he he had this gun, and he he gave me a gun, and this went on for a little while. And uh, <laughs> one night at home, he he made me so nervous about about uh, this pistol that uh, he came home. <laughs> One night, and came in the patio door, and I pulled out the gun and almost <laughs> almost shot my roommate. <laughs> so, but uh, I, yeah. otherwise, no. I, I we all got calls from mm-hmm. listeners, and mm-hmm. and a lot of them were the female ones, and we mm-hmm. became their fantasy. But I didn't have anything go uh, quite yeah. that well, far. Yeah, it was I, I never was anybody's fantasy. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, the people, there are some people who do form that connection. Yeah, uh, yeah. because uh, of whatever whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, you know, what about the the, the ones that uh, you can say it's it's you know seventy two degrees and clear skies outside, and you're gonna have somebody that's gonna call you up <laughs> and just rip you a new one because it's not seventy two. Yeah, degrees. yeah. My house <laughs> is sixty eight degrees. Yeah. Now. Turn the heater up. Mm. Uh, it's funny you go back to the fact of the the promotions, and you think of, of course WKRP in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, throwing the <laughs> turkeys out of the out of thing. Do, uh, we just lost uh, Howard Hessman. Yeah, Howard yeah, Howard yeah. Hessman, who's was from Silverton, Oregon. Oh, really? His real name is Butch yes. Main, and he graduated from Silverton High School. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of entertainers from this area. Johnny Ray, uh, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I did. I got to emcee his last show. I was very fortunate. Delightful man. Uh, mm-hmm. Down at the old Grand Theater, we did his show. Uh, Jimmy Rogers, like you say, from you mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. Camas, Washington. Uh, Larry Hall, was uh, who had the song oh, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. That, and we, that was uh, the claim to fame of Sandy was, I believe, it was the very first Payola record. Is that right? I've heard that story. I I don't know much about it. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. Explain explain what a payola record is. Pay for play. A lot of times uh, Mm -hmm. the uh, managers call up, managers would call up, or the the PR persons for the label, and they say, well, give me so much money if you'll play this song. A lot of people took uh, the record companies up on that, but eventually, uh, and uh, Dick Clark. uh, That's so illegal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's very much illegal. It happened when I was at KMPX FM in San Mm -hmm. Francisco. The owner would Mm -hmm. would take it, and he he got caught. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, exactly, because this this is 1966. We're 100,000 watt, clear channel, underground Mm -hmm. rock station. Mm -hmm. So we had some, you know, people that were happily hearing this, and the owner was taking all kinds of payola. Wow. Eventually, you had to sign paperwork that yeah. you wouldn't take money for anything, even if you didn't hadn't done it before. Did either one of you ever have an experience on the air that just threw you? Mine was uh, working in Denver when our radio station was sponsoring an event. The door opened in the control room and watched Wolfman Jack, the original Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Go ahead and talk to him. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> any, any... Uh, station in San Francisco was at 50 Green Street, which is the end of Broadway, the Tenderloin, where all the strip joints were. The local clientele would park in our parking lot, and on rainy nights, they'd come up to the station, and they'd open the door, and we, I might have five or six of the clientele in there because they didn't want to walk in the rain. <laughs> That's about the only thing I'd say for surprise <laughs> visits. How about you, Charlie? Uh, no surprise visits, uh, really. I don't I don't recall any, really. Not yet. And no, I remember some program directors coming in the control room on different occasions and saying, why are you playing that song when I played the flip side of a song that should have been and y'all, was the popular side, I was playing the other side yeah. and that kind of thing. But, Did you ever have any, any run-ins with program directors? I mean, I, I'm sure we all oh, must yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, uh, every, every program director I knew hated 
hated me. Mm. Did you ever run? I, I had, ran into Terry Saul a couple yeah. times. He fired me four or five times. Yeah, no. You've been fired from KBCY a few times, and so have I now. Yeah, and, we all have. and we all, yeah, get always hired back. Yeah, I, I got fired my first time around, I think. At KBCY? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Who was the owner then? Was it Roy? No, it was uh, the Fishers. The Fishers. Out of okay. Eugene. Out of Eugene, yeah. yeah. Fisher Company. Yeah. No. And, and when, when you leave a radio station, uh, it's really funny because then you, you never existed, did you? Who? Yeah. Who is that guy? Yeah. Hey, listen, guys, I would love to ask you back again, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. Pars, the, the pay is not very good. I'm telling you. <laughs> Would you guys come back and do this again? This is fun. I have a thousand sure, more sure. things we'd like to talk about. And, yeah. and maybe bring in a few more other people that might be a little sure. bit more interesting sure. than you two. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, the, one of the funniest newsroom experiences I've ever witnessed. We'll do that next time. Okay. <laughs> Charlie Fox, when are you on the radio? Uh, in the afternoon from 3 to 6. On KBZY. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing that for a while. A while. Do you, you do something at 5 o'clock, don't you? Top 5 at 5. All right. And, Doc, you're going to possibly be back at KBZY? We're, we're negotiating that I might go a couple of months, a couple of shows a month uh, at the evenings, but it could happen. If not, I love this business, and that's what yeah. we all do. Yeah. It's uh, been a fun ride all along. All right, guys. Thank you for coming in. Hey, thanks for having us, Terry. Yeah. We'd love you to bet. do this again. You bet. Talk to you soon. We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at kslm.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.